This is the Richmond Podcast. We're here today with uh, Dr. Kara Cochran and Dr. Preston Hill to talk about their new series on integration. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us now. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about each of you first, and um, maybe some of your background, and then we can get into the actual, uh, what the integration seminar is all about. Well, I'll start first mm. by deferring to my boss, <laughs> Kara Cochran. So you have time to think about what you're going to say. Yes. Okay. Um, I grew up in South Carolina, was a music professor, then I went to seminary and started being a counselor, and really came to understand the importance of integrating faith in a practical, real way into counseling. And because I love teaching, I ended up at Richmond about 20 years ago. It's a long time to be at Richmond. It is a long time. And when I want to learn something about all things Richmond past, I go to Kara because she has all the stories of everyone and everything. And Some of which I will not share. Yes, I've <laughs> gathered. I've gathered. That seems safe. That was that was very economical. You summarized yourself very well. I pride myself on being succinct. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that makes one of us. <laughs> and it's not for lack of trying. Um, I'm Yes, I'm Preston, and I'm a professor of integrative theology here at Richmond on the Chattanooga campus as well. Um, I don't know how I feel this way a lot. I don't know how I got to where I am. I feel that way a lot mm-hmm. about things. We were just talking about that this mm-hmm. morning. On the way, yeah. on the way here. For yourself? Yes. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were literally just having mm-hmm. that conversation. Like, I love what I get to do, but yes. how did I get how did here? I get mm-hmm. here? Yeah, especially when it doesn't seem like it was originally the plan. No. And you think of... Look Definitely back over the not last my plan. 10, 20 years and think of how you trajectory, you know, little decisions. But it's I know like we've the talked making a lot. Of good stories. Yes. Mm-hmm. We've talked so much too about what each of you are passionate about with integration. And I love that you bring a different perspective. But I think that's what's been exciting to me is to hear like what excites you about integration and why you want to talk about it, why it's important, why it's transformative. What is integration? <laughs> That is the $64,000 question. (laughs) And what I do love is that we each do define that slightly differently. I would not want cookie cutter integration ever. Mm -hmm. Um, And as my perspective of integration has changed over the years, Mm -hmm. it has become more about the embodiment of integration than the practice of integration. I don't think you can effectively do integration until you embody integration. And so it's a little bit different for each person because each person is unique. Hmm. Preston, how do you hmm. embody integration? Well, I the literally, and I've just learned through um, both through like spiritual direction and free association and therapy and different things that whatever the first thing that pops into my head is, it's the most honest thing. Hmm. So if one thing did just pop into my head, as you said that, how do I embody? I'll just give you the most recent example, um, which happens to be from last night teaching on Zoom. We had an online class, one of our first meetings. And for the class introductions, I did something I haven't done before, and I told the students. It was like, introduce yourself, like icebreaker, the thing that some people love way too much and other people like hate. But I went around the room, and instead of one question for everyone, I said to them, I'm going to randomly change the question every few students for what the icebreaker question is. So the first one was (laughs) like, okay, in one sentence, why did you get into counseling? Hmm. Why do you want to be a counselor? That was really painfully hard for them. And then I switched it to, your favorite flavor of ice cream. And then for one poor student who I won't name, this may have been cruel. I may have chosen because we know each other 
better than the other students, but I, to her, I said, um, one weapon in a zombie apocalypse. Ooh. I would, would be completely be? lost. Mm. <laughs> oh. What was so, the answer? I can't remember. But I remember I opened it up Machete. to students and I said, okay, now quickest person, what's my question? And then mm. someone without any hesitation jumped in and said, zombie apocalypse, question to you. And I said, okay, uh, my one weapon would probably be your reflexes to that student because she was so mm. quick on the draw mm. with there that. You I was go. like, I would That's want good. your response time <laughs> yeah. in this apocalypse. <laughs> But my point is integration looks like a thousand different things. But I think when I look at those moments, like those moments that are like um, something powerfully congruent with my faith and with my healing work in the world happened here in those moments of deep congruency, there's not one thing that I can mechanically predict that's in common to all those things that you could then train someone to, here's the simple how-to steps of how to be someone who shows up with Jesus, with helping people. Can't really mechanize that. But I can think about what's been in common to all those experiences. And one thing that's been common to all those experiences is just a lightheartedness, a spirit of play, Mm. a spirit of openness to surprise, genuine novelty, the pressure being off. And so that's why I mentioned like last night with the students, like just getting to have fun with them. I think having fun is so underrated, Mm. um, but it's so important to being human, so important to being a follower of Jesus, um, especially in the kind of profession we're in, which is very conducive to not always having a light heart, but you have to, you know, because beauty is going to save the world Mm. and having a light heart is going to save you. So I don't know. There's like a million different things, but it does remind me of something I hear all the time from Kara, which I think is a quote from Randy Sorensen, Mm -hmm. that integration is more caught than taught. Yes. Nice. I like that. Well put. It's all about the relationship. And I think the irony of that is we can be serious about something and still be lighthearted. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I think that that feels very incongruent to people sometimes, mm-hmm. that we can be laughing through tears, we can be having fun and talking mm-hmm. about something serious, and it's not at all incongruent. It's actually, mm-hmm. that is the embodiment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love. And so I agree that the lightheartedness is an important part of integration and it doesn't negate the really serious conversations that come, but it helps balance them and keep us whole and keep us human in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Just giving people permission to be human. A lot There's a lot of Christians who haven't given themselves that permission and it's keeping them from a really rich experience of mm. God in their life in a real way. So I think that's important. You know, you have to learn to be at home in yourself. Mm -hmm. I don't know that we can always do that well without hearing from other people, though their experiences either. Does that make sense? Like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't happen in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. Does it mean that, you know, and I'm saying this as a lay person, not as one of the faculty members, but that that doesn't happen without having vulnerable conversations Mm -hmm. with other people and hearing their imperfections that continue to help you practice giving yourself the permission Mm -hmm. to be imperfect and to figure out how you continue to grow as an integrated person, you know? Does that make sense? Oh my gosh. As you're saying that, I'm literally thinking, when I look back in common to big integrative moments, Mm -hmm. thin moments, they were always like deeply relational Mm -hmm. and communal Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it was something was shared. It wasn't just private. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that vulnerability, Mm -hmm. absolutely. For me, that's been mostly really messy moments and mm. painful moments that mm-hmm. have been shared, not just the highs, you know. Um, I feel like that's when I've learned the most. I know that's not a profound or new 
concept, but. I find sometimes they're in the most surprising moments, and I will, when I catch those integrative moments, sometimes I can't stop myself from just laughing <laughs> aloud and sharing that moment with either myself, whoever I'm with, or even just with God, when you catch that moment, you're like, oh, mm. I see you there. I get it. There you <laughs> are. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, um, it catches you off guard in such a great way. Mm. Yep. Absolutely. Can y'all think of any, any recent integrative moments? Mm. I do have a story. I don't know if I should share this on the podcast though. That um, means you that absolutely means you should. <laughs> now I have to. Um, okay. Well, my first weekend moving into a, a midtown in Atlanta, I was, uh, mugged, unfortunately. Hmm. Um, I was walking home late at night and I was, uh, thought everything was good i'm from new york city so well not actually from new york city but from new york and you know typically you can walk around pretty pretty easily at night there's a lot of cops around and and lights and whatnot i was walking home and uh, somebody came behind me and hit me on the head um, and i fell Mm -hmm. to the ground and uh, they you know face first they took my phone my wallet and uh, ran off in that moment i did something that um probably shouldn't do but it's someone in my character and i got up and chased the person um, oh, no. and so <laughs> i <laughs> ran around the corner and um i ended up catching up to them and i grabbed them by the waist they acted extremely surprised and they said oh my gosh i said hey can i have my stuff back <laughs> and they said i really didn't expect you to get up and i said <laughs> Can I, but can I get my stuff back? And he said, well, nobody's ever chased me before. And I said, it's okay, but can I get my stuff back? And um, finally he gave me my stuff back. And we ended up standing outside on the street for about 30 minutes talking about Jesus. Mm, um, I he, think that's amazing. It was. We hugged it out and went our separate ways. I can barely even remember at this point what I talked about. But in that moment, it was just absolute forgiveness and love. Peter. Has I'm it, getting chills thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, that's incredible. That's an incredible story. I, Has anyone else here heard that story before? I don't think so. No. No. That's a great story. And oh it's, my it is the perfect embodiment of integration. Mm. Yeah. I will say to everyone listening, though, don't chase people who... Um, yeah. <laughs> Disclaimer. Please don't do this at home. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's not a safe thing to do. <laughs> wow. But Jesus was there, so it was mm. safe, you know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, and that might be something... That might be a moment that that person also remembers I, I hope so you know and changes their i'm not saying like their entire life course maybe mm-hmm. but i'm sure they won't forget that moment oh you know? yeah i sure <laughs> haven't i'm yeah. sure you have oh my goodness so what i mean it seems so obvious as you tell it but i'm trying to pin down in my mm. my head space heart space what is it about that memory as you what is it about that memory that came to you just now as we were talking about in the context of this conversation what is it that I think it was that just, it was so in the moment. It wasn't really like a, I didn't think about it at all. I got up, ran, and it was just so, like I'm, I wasn't even there, almost out of body. I don't remember what we talked about, but we were there for 20 minutes, and I know we talked a lot about Jesus, and we hugged and forgave and moved on. And it was, I think that's what's so powerful is that it was so, I was so present mm-hmm. um, that my brain didn't even have the time to make a memory, a full memory of it. It just, I just have that feeling that's mm-hmm. left over. That yeah. God was there with me. Yeah, it sounds, it as you were telling the story, I was, it didn't take a lot of like skillful storytelling on your part as you were telling it. Just the facts were so gripping and drew me in. I was more present. I was actually about to take a drink of my coffee and I just stopped mid really? holding my drink because you were telling the story. I was, and I feel like that is, I mean, I, that may just be one part of it, but I feel mm-hmm. like that is something that's common to these kind of thin moments is they're very immersive mm. and they're very, you're very absorbed and mm. people are very, very present mm. to like what is right here, right now. Yeah. That's what it's all yeah. about. Yeah. Well, and it wasn't just you either. It was another person mm-hmm. like experiencing that. 
And I love too that that story is literally like um, an enemy becoming a friend. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Which is not <laughs> typically what you would think about. I want to have a really profound integrative moment right now with someone mm-hmm. who just mugged me. Let's get mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah right mugging. Okay. <laughs> so the surprise not the obvious mm-hmm. chapter. Not in the, the book. obvious. Yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah. how it usually works. It's yeah. not the obvious chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or when you're expecting. Mm-hmm. It makes me think about um, more unobvious but profound integrative people and times and it makes me think about people here in Chattanooga who have been around for so long like the number of times Kara has said to me Neil Anderson is one of our best integrators Mm -hmm. and for those who are not aware he's not a faculty member but he's like one of the most dearly beloved uh, members especially of this campus like part of the history here but doing IT doing facilities like Mm -hmm. pretty much making sure everything runs he saves me so many times with Wi-Fi outage or the electricity is <laughs> not working or something. And but his kind presence and so just the way integration is not always, or even what the qualifier you gave a moment ago, Mel. Like I'm not a faculty, but it's not mm. it's not professional. It's mm-hmm. uh, just just being human, just yeah. being a good human. And I know people who are quote unquote trained in integration, who I don't really consider to be great integrators. Mm. Um, and then you have Neil, mm. who doesn't have any formal training in mm-hmm. integration, who embodies that yeah. connectedness between faith and practice and how you live your life in such a way that it is so obvious mm. to the people who know him. He is one of the best integrators here. And he is going to die when he finds out that his name has come up in the I podcast. <laughs> he will hate that. Absolutely. <laughs> So, Neil, when you hear this, we're looking forward yeah. to having you on right. for the interview. Go. Yes. <laughs> yep. Oh. Well, I had a, a thin moment the other day. I, I don't know if it was, like, integrating faith and practice, but it was just a life. Uh, it was a messy moment, but I was uh, taking out the trash at my house. Um, and there, one of our neighbors, I had noticed that something was different at their house. Um, There's a lot of, like, layers to the story, but I'll tell the short version. Um, So about six years ago, my sister passed away. She was had special needs, pretty severe um, mental and physical disabilities. And this woman who lived next door to us, she also has a daughter with special needs, same name as my sister, and very similar ages, at least before my sister passed. And uh, so I was saw her, and I hadn't seen her in a while, and I was taking out the trash, went over to say hi to her, and... She saw me coming, we started chatting, and I just said, so I haven't seen you in a while, you know, what's been going on? And she started sharing about her life, and I was in a hurry, I was supposed to be somewhere, and, uh, but I just felt like I was meant to, you know, stay and chat, and she mentioned that her daughter had passed away. So we had, we just kind of stopped, and I could tell she was fighting to be strong and not share more. You could, you know, she kind of articulated, oh, I need to be the rock, or, and, you know, it was pretty recent. But instead, I felt like we just, we were able to have a shared conversation about our Rachel's, our shared Rachel uh, name, and we, we just talked. She kind of let herself be present. We were emotional together. Um, I get to, got to ask her questions. I was able to just take a moment and pray with her, a hug on her, just chat, you know, that sort of thing. But we were both emotional. It wasn't a planned moment. Um, it's the first thin moment that came to my mind. I'm mm. not sure if it's a perfect example of integration. So if it's not, that's fine. But um, mm. just getting a chance to be present with her and share like a vulnerable life experience. I could tell she wasn't initially comfortable talking, you know, but just to see someone or engage with someone who had a shared experience 
um, I could tell it, it, it mattered to her. It mattered to both of us because then from there, you know, we got to talk. I said, hey, let's walk more often. Let's just talk about this person for us. And I was able to then talk to my family and we kind of all shared in the moment of just like, you know, talking about the quality of life that we had learned from Rachel and all of that. And so it was just a, one of those, um, yeah, unexpected, but very profound moment for mm-hmm. myself. And I think for her too, just to get to, you don't often come across someone who shared a family member with the same name, very yeah. similar disabilities, it's almost same age that they passed in such a big world, you know, just to be right yeah. next to each other and have such similar experiences. Um, so yeah, it was really, it was meaningful. Mm. It was good. Made me grateful. Mm. It was neat to kind of, I, I'm, you know, six years in that grief journey and she's just stepping in to that journey. And so to be able to just give her permission to feel, feel period, but also yeah. to talk about her, Rachel, it doesn't make sense, you know? So yeah. anyway, that was the moment that came to my mind. I'm noticing as you're saying that like common themes first, the first common theme is the title of this podcast should be something like, um, the surprises of integration and the subtitle would be zombie apocalypse <laughs> mugging <laughs> and taking out the trash. Yes. There you go. Because there you go. our story started really weird. Yeah. yeah. What's the most yeah. recent integrative moment? Uh, zombie apocalypse sto- stories of students. You told a mugging story. Mm-hmm. Yours started. I almost laughed out loud. I was taking out the trash (laughs) and I'm just thinking, yeah, it's so surprising. But then you get into like the good stuff of life, which is always Mm -hmm. right around Mm -hmm. the corner of like our real life, not the life we curate, but the real life. Yeah. Um, The mundane kind of everyday Mm -hmm. tasks. And that's where like the glory is. That's where Mm -hmm. the surprises are. Mm -hmm. Um, Like my wife and I say to each other a lot, God comes to us disguised as our life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's where he's he's hiding in the washing of the dishes or the dirty diapers or But as you're saying that, I was thinking like, as we're sharing all these stories and these um, shared meanings and understandings, I'm just hearing common things of like this posture of awe, Mm. like I've discovered something great. I'm in the presence of something really great. And I feel really small in a way that is beautiful to me or gratitude that you Mm -hmm. just said, feeling a sense of gratitude for this moment. But at the heart of it all, like this, like you said, Kara, like integrating faith and practice. So I love that very simple definition of integration is like the coming together of or almost the making manifest of my faith in something daily and practical Mm. in my daily life Mm. um yeah i love that also the moment of i'm noticing also just recognition recognizing god's presence in Mm. Mm -hmm. small things surprising Mm -hmm. things and that being really beautiful Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know. I'm just I'm just yeah. gathering these details yeah. as we're telling these stories. I'm finding the common threads. No, I'm hearing those yeah. words too. You yeah. know, like hearing you say forgiveness and love, mm-hmm. and you're, oh, and you were aware of that, like in maybe mm-hmm. not in the moment, but reflecting back on it. You know, and for me, I sat in the car after that and just cried for a few minutes. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. it brought up a lot of emotions. But I was sitting there feeling gratitude, mm-hmm. feeling God's presence, and feeling connected Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to God and to her and to myself and to my sister. We didn't share a sermon back and forth. We didn't talk about anything theological, but we were 
expressing compassion for each other. There was grace for each other. You know, there was gratitude. You know, these yeah. other components mm-hmm. of faith and recognizing, like, I think the awareness piece that you mentioned is really important too. Yeah. Like even standing there for me and my story, maybe a little bit different, but I was thinking, man, this is incredible that mm. that this is happening unexpectedly. Like we're able to connect in this way. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. that's the beauty of being able to slow down mm. and because what would have happened if you had just gotten your stuff back and left mm-hmm. from your, from the guy who mugged you? What if you had seen her and said, oh, I'm sorry for your loss and walked on? Mm-hmm. And taking the time in our really crazy busy world to say, let me just slow down and observe. Mm-hmm. Let mm-hmm. me slow down and be present with myself, with God, with whoever is in my path. Because these, you don't know the impact that you had on this guy who mugged you. You don't know the impact that you had on this neighbor. And there's just a thread that goes through all of that that's so important that we can miss it if we're not, if we're in too big of a hurry, mm-hmm. if we're not slowing down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're very much in that hurry mindset, age and time. I mean, everything is about how fast you can move, how quickly you can get things done. Mm-hmm. And how much you can stay connected to your phone. Mm-hmm. 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 That's why I have very strong thing, th- thoughts about, you know, we need to put these devices down as we speak to you on a podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that you're probably listening to mm-hmm. on your phone. Hold on, just... I'm just, I'm just right, right, right. Everyone move their phone off the table. <laughs> Mine is in my office. Oh, oh. Nice, Carol. I love what you said too, Mel. That you guys weren't talking about a sermon or anything theological. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's one of the biggest surprises for students in integration classes here mm-hmm. or classes where we're more explicitly talking about theological content. I think they're expecting a sort of a seminary experience. And in reality, we end up doing something really different because something theological can be happening even if you're not talking about something mm. theological. Mm. You can be living it, you know. And I would say that's what was happening for y'all. You mm-hmm. weren't talking about faith, hope, and love. Right. But in that moment, faith, hope, and love were being cultivated. Mm-hmm. And the kingdom of God was um, like really tangible mm-hmm. and it was thin. And so I love that the different angles we can get at integration of it being explicit where we're talking about it, or it can just be the more real stuff, the implicit, the embodied. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you got to break down a lot of those expectations. Yeah. One of the hardest lessons I had to learn was that um, I well, kept waiting for these big miraculous signs from God about him being present. I wanted a burning bush. I wanted something there. And um, it took me years to realize that all these little tiny mundane signs were there, that he was there in every moment. But they were in all these things that I kept looking right past because I was looking for the big thing, the big sermon on the mountain, instead of noticing all the tiny little things that were there the whole time. Mm. And that reminds me of just... A funny story because I genuinely believe God has a sense of humor <laughs> and in a season when I was doing long-distance caregiving for about nine years and I have an older brother who has special needs and mm. just an exhausting season and I remember getting ready to drive back from South Carolina and I said God I just need a sign and then I said I don't even know what that means but I just need a sign <laughs> I'm driving home and there is a billboard a literal billboard that says, remember, I will always love you, love God. Mm. And I was like, I got an actual sign. (laughs) It's a billboard. (laughs) He's like, Kara, I know how literal you are. I see you. Exactly. (laughs) And I was like, but it was just a reminder that God hears those small things, those Mm. places where we need reminders from him of how much he loves us. I had a friend who was passing away from cancer several years ago. And I was just praying the prayer, cover her with feathers, cover her with your wings. I walked out my door in a feather floated down right in front of me. Wow. I went, 
that's just a reminder that we have mm-hmm. a God who hears us and mm-hmm. sees us exactly where we are, and we don't have to come to him in a perfect theological language or and certainly not with knowledge, mm-hmm. but with just presence and openness to who he is. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I love about this that it's like integration is a lot like beauty. It's in the eye mm-hmm. of the beholder. Mm-hmm. And that one thing can happen for two two people, the same thing happened to two people in one moment. And for one of them, it's a deeply integrative moment. And for the other, it's a, not a meaningful event. It's a mm-hmm. meaningless event. So I do, it makes me wonder how much of the work of integration is not just cultivating an attentive imagination, mm-hmm. an attentive imagination to how God's present here mm-hmm. in these places. And a curiosity mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that before uh, a few minutes mm-hmm. ago. Uh, I was just thinking of, st- of students in our classes, you know, both for counseling and for ministry and thinking just made me, my brain jumped to t- our church contexts and how sadly we've talked in various conversations about how a lot of our church experiences haven't always been very connected mm. or meaningful or, or curious. life-giving mm-hmm. or curious. These are dangerous and, words. Mm-hmm. Or enjoyable. Yeah. Or enjoyable. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes we're very yeah. serious about church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But thinking of, of, our student experience, let's say, listening to these conversations and growing and transforming as we're having, you know, these courses and these conversations. And it it strikes me that it's honestly just as important and just as needed in the ministry classes in the same as it is in Hmm. the counseling classes, you know, and I know, of course, that is happening on a practical level, but just just thinking through it as we're discussing now, like how needed that is in the church and ministry context Mm -hmm. as much as, even though we're talking about integrating our faith into practice in other areas of life. Mm-hmm. I think even in the ministry context, the importance of reconnecting or mm-hmm. feeling these emotions of gratitude and curiosity and connecting to God in those ways, sadly feels needed in a way that it, you would hope it wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Oh yeah. So, I'm saying yeah. more words that are yeah. necessary, but <laughs> that's just what I was thinking about as you guys were if People who are listening to this, they could see us now. We were all nodding when you mm-hmm. were saying that. Yes. We were all like, yes, absolutely, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. But then you think about what you're actually saying. What you're really saying is counselors are integrating their faith in their clinical work. But, you know, pastors and church people should really integrate their faith in their ministries, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now, that's a really weird thing to say. But that literally is what you're saying, and Mm -hmm. it's true. Mm -hmm. And it it begs this question, like, how do we get to a place where, I think this is a really important question, where ministry, people who are doing the, the stuff where it should be the easiest to integrate your faith, have the hardest time and seem to be so joyless, Mm. so not light, so Mm -hmm. burdened, so much burnout. Mm. So um, all of the things that are kind of the opposite of what we're describing as integration. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really salient, important question. Mm -hmm. Um, How did ministry lose its Mm. integrative verve? Yes. Mm. Um, And there's a whole, we could spend hours talking about that. That's a whole podcast. (laughs) Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Richmond Podcast, first episode in our series on integration. Stay tuned for more from Dr. Kara Cochran and Dr. Preston Hill as they go on to interview key players in the field of integration, both within and outside of Richmond Graduate University.